Discover connection, awaken sacredness, become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live, show number 12. We are your hosts, Dave. Jason. Our guest today is entrepreneur, humanitarian, and international speaker, Mark and Dr. Dream Peebler, who has over 20 years' experience guiding, mentoring, and empowering students, organizations, and corporations in building, reaching, and sustaining their full potential. Dr. Dream is accomplished in healing work with rife frequencies, guided visualizations, crystal therapy, essential oils, and flower essences. He is also a Reiki master and an ordained minister. Welcome, Dr. Dream. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you so much. Well, tell us some about your background. Uh, How did you come to be known as Dr. Dream? Uh, That's obviously something we're all curious about. So um, some years ago, I had a, um, I I guess my awakening. I was living in Sedona, Arizona, and um, I mean, one day I I literally and figuratively, you know, woke up and said, okay, what, what am I, what am I doing here? And, and I didn't have, I didn't have an answer, a good answer to that question. Um, what I realized was what I was conditioned and programmed to do is what I was doing. And I looked at my life and I said, okay, you know, I, based on what, what I've been told and, and how I've been conditioned, you know, I've, I've made it. Here I am living in Sedona in a big house, I, two cars. I could only drive one at a time. I, 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 big, um, I had a good business and, but it wasn't fulfilling. And what I realized was at that point, the game was, okay, now that everything's covered for you, all all that's left is for you just to learn how to make more money and make more money and you'll need a bigger house and you'll need more expensive cars and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, this is, this is a trap. And um, I was headed to Burning Man that year uh, up in the Nevada desert. And um, I'd been there several times before, and I set my intention of how do I live my life in my how do, how do I live my life in my path and mission. And during that week, I I got all these downloads or realizations or epiphanies, if you will. And I came back and I went on the speaker circuit with a program uh, called Dream the Biggest Dream, and. Uh, after just two events, people started calling me Dr. Dream. And and I thought, well, this this works. And and people have always remembered the name easier and everything like that. And, and one, one of the things that it allowed me do, to do was to step outside of what Mark Peebler is here for. And, and myself as Mark Peebler is here like every other human to have the experiences that are needed to grow, expand, and evolve based on the why of my existence. And so um, it's it's been really a fascinating journey. It goes back now. Um, we started the Tour of Love in 2010, January of 2010. And a few nights ago here in Palo Alto, California, we did our 625th group energetic experience that I've facilitated since January of 2010. So it's, uh, I feel very fortunate that I've, I've identified um, the why of my existence and, and we're just out here doing what we do. And uh, it's been pretty amazing. That's fascinating. A lot of shows uh, and events. Uh, what have you been seeing over the past three or four years as energies have shifted? Everybody feels like they're going upwards, but they're also, uh, to some degree, being more harsh, uh, that, wow, this is a hard place to live. Uh, how do you balance those when you're talking to groups? So the experience that we facilitate, um, 
is is really exciting because it is i mean i've been doing this for a while now this the experience is is set up to um to really allow people a major expansion so we've been i've been doing this now for 10 years I, just as i as i think about it myself the the expansion that i've gone through and the evolution that this experience has gone through is is incredible what we're finding now is and we're we're drawing audiences of um two three four five hundred people now um obviously in the beginning you know we had times that i i had one event um out of those 625 where only one person showed up but um but nowadays um we're filling the venues that we go to so it's it's showing us that people are really ready for this people are looking for the opportunities to understand their why the why of their existence um and uh the people that come to our events um i mean i i i often refer to them as the ripe fruit that falls from the tree i mean they're ready they're ready for an experience they they're open and and we're not just talking you know colorado where where everyone's you know um where it's a very open and expansive energetic or california i mean we're we're going all over the place from from you know uh small towns in texas and florida um to to idaho and and uh, just all over the place and so we really do get this amazing cross section of human beings but but what is shared the common thread for all of them is that they're actively searching for what their expansion is. Oh, that's great. Uh do you get any pushback in any of uh, I'll say the the rural areas or the backwater areas from uh people with uh, religious viewpoints who disagree? Do, do you run into any of that or do the people need to find you they just find you? <laughs> that is an excellent question. Um so I have been online in certain areas called a charlatan. I have we've been referred to as a cult. Um we have <laughs> it's been wild comments and I it's just really it catches us off guard because we're really I I mean I'm just from from the most pure place of the core of who I am and what I'm about I do this. And um in our experiences we you know people pay they make a donation to be there but at that point then we offer no charge counseling um telephone sessions 30 minutes long they can get unlimited sessions with us for no charge we have a 21 day program we give away for free with four phone calls no charge we give my cell phone number away and people can call us at 3 in the morning again no charge and so there is this this energetic of what we do that that we're very connected to and so when we get those kinds of overlays and projections from outside of us it completely completely catches us off guard we've had people um not very much but we've had some people leave after an hour of the experience and and it's fascinating how people when they're deep in their stuff they have no grip on what's really happening we've had people say oh all it is is just you know selling us coaching and it's funny because i don't do any coaching for money and so and there's nobody can ever pay me to do coaching i give it away to everyone <laughs> for free and so you know people just kind of get in their stuff so that is one of the other things um that we've seen we actually make it a a a, a part of the experience is this lesson of how to let go of your expectations so you can really be present for what's truly happening and it fits really well with our experience but bigger than that it fits really well with all of our individual lives because our lives haven't shown up 
the way any of us thought they would. I mean, when you were five or six years old, whatever you thought your life was going to be, I'm pretty sure that you're not living that right now. And I'm not a I'm not a pirate. <laughs> So no, <laughs> no, not a pirate. I I have seen some princesses and and some jugglers running around though. I do see them occasionally. <laughs> I used to say I must I must have been a juggler in the past life, the way the my financial roller coaster is in this life. So it's, <laughs> it's funny how some of that plays out. I cleared that energy now, no longer interested in being that kind of a juggler. But um, <laughs> it is, it, it, it's a beautiful thing um, for, for us. And, and those, I did have one woman. Um, it was, I think it was in Indiana um, that the experience is three hours long. And this woman literally heckled me for three hours. And um, she was just having the absolute worst time ever. And she didn't want to be there for nothing. And so it was a classic case of not letting go of her expectations. Probably thought we were going to play bowls for three hours. And it's it's not that kind of experience. It's really a unique experience. And at the end, uh, this another woman came up to me and was talking to me and just completely cornered me and was just wanted to know everything and and how to apply all of this to, to her life and all of this. And the, the woman that had heckled me during the experience came up and, and she was, she was giving me a hard time again. And I said, you know, I, I, I said, you could have left, you could have left any time during the experience. I'm sorry. You didn't let go of your expectations, but you didn't have to be there. And she looked at me and she said, I would have loved to have left, but my friend that you're talking to not right now wouldn't leave for anything. <laughs> and so it was just a classic example of one woman having the worst time of her life, another person having the most incredible time of her life, and the experience that they were sharing was exactly the same. And so, you know, it's that same thing in reality. We can all, you know, two people can look at something in reality, and, and it can lift one person up and the other person, based on whatever their experience or projections and overlays, it can drop them. And so... uh we do see a little bit of that along the way, but mostly what we see and what we experience is people that are so thrilled we're there um, in such gratitude and so open and willing and ready to receive and then make appropriate changes in, in their own lives. And, and that is encouraging. Well, so much of what we do, uh, we, we create our own reality. and. Um, it's interesting that you tell people, okay, we all drop your expectations, i.e. get rid of your expectation about what your reality is going to look like and be open to what can really come to you if you have a higher awareness uh, to sort of reshape your expectations. It's a great life lesson, you know, because it's just, it's that thing. We get, we can get so caught in, in, what we think it should be and, 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 and put so much energy on that and just start looping on it that even if there is matching in our lives, we'll miss it because we're, we're just not, we're not allowing it to, to break through whatever the wall we've put up is, whatever the block we've put up. Yeah, Jason, I cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're you're good. You're good. I uh, it was funny because you're you guys are talking about letting go of expectations, and the only question that I can think of right now is uh, what to expect at your event. So uh, <laughs> just give us, give us a rundown of uh, uh, of what it's like. And and having been to an event with uh, you know a couple of years ago, it was uh, I, I would describe it more as an experience and. Uh, we often find when we get to know people and we, we get close with them and their presentations that there are so many layers to what they do, and uh, that is very clearly part of uh, of what your events are. So just give us the, you know, give us kind of the rundown, Dr. Tree. Absolutely. It's funny, Jason, you kind of send me into a conundrum there of, okay, we're letting go of our expectations, but now let's, let's, let's <laughs> attach some expectations in it. So I love that. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm the comic relief in this case. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, for the we call it an experience. We don't call it a sound bath. Actually, we go out out of our way not to call it a sound bath. 
or to call it a performance. Um, it's 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 an experience in that it we really pull people into a process. Um, because we lead with the number of bowls, we do have people showing up with like yoga mats and a pillow, and they're just sure we're going to play these, you know, 33 or 111 or 333 bowls for three hours, and they're just going to lay there on surfing the etheric highways and byways of their own mind, and it's like, oh, nothing's further from the truth than that. <laughs> and so, um, but what happens is the bowls are played for, um, out of the three-hour experience for about a third of it. So the bowls are played for about an hour. Um, we take people through a process using the chakra system as a model. We take people through a process of understanding what aspects of our reality are attached to which chakras. And then that gives us a point of focus that then it, it's no longer nebulous. So if you've got something going on in your life and you know that it has to do with your sacral chakra and, say, your solar plexus, all of a sudden now you can do something with it. And we give people the tools, um, the techniques with the tools in the experience. And so um, the experience is with the Tibetan healing bowls. We combine it with um, seven flavors of uh, chakra chocolate. So one flavor for each chakra that, that is an energy that, that creates a movement in that chakra. And then we use an essential oil um, that also supports that chakra. And then between 5 and 24 of us are walking through the audience, depending on how many bulls we're using, are walking through the audience with um, the... Uh, particular uh, bowl for that chakra. So there'd be between five and 24 of us walking around with root chakra bowls uh, with, um, with the sacral bowl. And um, so then after that chakra, we bring them back, we bring them into the next chakra, introduce the chocolate, introduce the oil, and then we bring up some things with the next chakra. And then again, we walk around with the bowls. So it it really flows. The experience really flows. Um, the chakra system is the point of focus. And then we're also taking a look at old paradigms. And lots of people out there like to talk about old paradigms, but not a lot of people are introducing new paradigms to, to take their places. And so that's a big part of our of our experience because the ascension process well, I can't tell you exactly what it's going to look like. I can most definitely share with you it's not going to look anything like this reality. And uh, based on that, uh, we're, we're all in the process of taking a look at the way we live, the belief systems we live by, the paradigms that we um, widely accept, and um, are those serving us. And what we find is there's a whole lot of paradigms right now that are are at the end of their lifespan or need to be at the end of their lifespan and new new paradigms introduced to take their place. And um, that's a big part of, of what the experience is about. So lots of information. Um, we give the notes away for free. People can send me an email and get the notes from the experience. We're literally the people that rent chairs and bring them into yoga studios. Um, we don't keep the room. We like the rooms to be a little on the lighter side, the air conditioning to be, um, the temperature to be a little on the cooler side. We don't want anyone dozing off. Um, and uh, I'll give you an example. I, I had two of the greatest compliments for this experience from two different gentlemen on opposite sides of the country, but the story was remarkably similar. Um, at one of the events at um, a hospital on the East Coast, a man came up to me after the experience and said, um, I'm here because of my wife. Uh, you know my wife. She's the one that organized this event. He said, I really didn't want to come, but because that's her role, I, I needed to be here. And he looked at me and he said, when I saw it was three hours, I really didn't want to come. <laughs> the man looks at the mic and he says, 
after listening to you for the last three hours, I could sit here right now for another three hours and listen to you some more. And that, to me, was the ultimate compliment. Number one, he didn't have to come up and say anything. Number two, it was it was authentic, raw, and real. And number three, if I've always felt like if I'm asking people to sit there for three hours, I best make it a very entertaining, flowing experience that doesn't have people like looking at their watch. When it's over, I want people to say, "What? That was three hours." <laughs> and so, and that's that's the the kind of energetic that we get and so it's um i i i'm hoping that in a nutshell i was able to describe it it is one of the more challenging things to do is to to really describe how the experience is certainly in our ads and and our flyers it's a tough thing to do i guess it's a little easier for me to talk about it <laughs> well it's true because it and you did a great job of that obviously you know, 600 plus shows will will get you into a good place to be able to describe it. But it really is the the journey that it is for each person, you know, along the way. But it's it, it truly is an experience, and it's completely immersive. And the story behind the bowls themselves, and then the chocolate, and then the oils. I mean, there's there's you know a backstory for everything. So it's just a uh, it's an evening, and it takes that time to get to that point. Uh, uh, of understanding, you know, what's, what's going on. Uh, one of the greatest parts of what you do is how you're supporting uh, those that are creating the bowls. Can you share a little bit of that story with us? Yes. Uh, we are in a sacred economic agreement. Um, we don't have time to share the entire story, but there's 1,500 bowl makers in Nepal that we work with. And um, what they do is they they make bowls. So they supply us with bowls. They send us, um, at times, up to $250,000 worth of bowls at a time. And we don't pay the shipping up front, let alone the bowls. And so it's a sacred economic agreement. And our end is... Um, well, it's changed since the beginning of the agreement. It used to be we send $5,000 a month. Um, at this point, we send between ten dollars and $12,000 every month. And that's how the payments are made to the 1,500 bull makers. And so um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an agreement that is symbolic of, um, well, it trashes an old paradigm. The old paradigm is... Uh, you have to have money to make money, and so uh, that's one of the things. Um, and and so we look at old paradigm business, where if you're good in old paradigm business, it's because you're a negotiator and you negotiate a better end of the deal. That's what old paradigm um, successful business people were about. But that's not really appropriate anymore for new paradigm. It's not about you know how can we get the better end of the deal, and so. The uh, the new paradigm is you know creating these win 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 scenarios. Um, we've we've never signed a contract. We've we've been doing this for years. We've never signed a contract with them. It's all based on trust and and honesty, and um, and it 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 works. It's amazing. And and there are arrangements like this out there in the world. Um, 12, oh no, 20 years ago, I had 200 ladies in Guatemala uh, working with me, make um, crocheting hemp products for a uh, six-figure contract we had with the body shop. And so I've been doing this kind of um, outreach. Um, it isn't the first time, and it's it's a it's a beautiful. Um, part of looking at the world and looking at how things work and, and creating different ways of doing things. I mean, you know, the, the, what, what's happening here? I mean, for us, we're getting a lot of bowls out there. Well, well there, there's a lot of different ways to get a lot of bowls out there. Um, and this is a really um, 
I mean, it just goes along with the way we do the experience. People can get a bowl on a payment plan at our event, and, and we accept whatever payment plan they tell us. The price of the bowl is the price of the bowl, but we let people, for one bowl, they can tell us what their monthly payment is and what their down payment is. Who does that? I mean, it's, it's like unheard of. I have people coming up and just in tears because now they're able to get a bowl that they weren't able to get before because the bowls can run three, $400. And, and they weren't able to ever get one before. And now that they can make a $20 a month payment, they can get a bowl. So it's not unusual. We've had events in Florida where um, at the end of the night, we're packing up 333 bowls. We, we had 500 people there earlier in the evening. And as we're packing up, we know that there are 85 bowls being played in and around Miami because that's how many bowls left us that night. And that's a pretty amazing feeling. First of all, it's not a lot of fun to pack up 333 bowls, so it's kind of fun <laughs> to have some, <laughs> some nice things to think about and thinking that there's 85 because you know someone gets a bowl they go home what are they doing with it they're playing it they're putting it on their body they're showing it to their family and we're sitting there packing up with like you know 10 people helping us and there's 85 bowls being played all around miami or or houston or or austin or or whatever the city is and and um that's pretty amazing and so um i've been called uh the the johnny Appleseed of our time um, we go to all these communities, we anchor all this energy, we offer support after the fact. So not only are we planting seeds, but then we're offering a maintenance program where we'll water, prune, and help the tree grow <laughs> at no charge. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's wild how, how this works. I mean, in my wildest dreams, if you had shown me 15 years ago, here's what you're going to be doing in your life, and I'd be like, Dr. Who? Dr. Dream? What's that? You know, the whole thing. And, and doing this, I mean, Stephanie, my, my partner Stephanie and I do this together. And, and there isn't a week that goes by that we're not crying in gratitude at least two times. A lot of times it's at one or two in the morning when we're driving back from an event. We've just given everything we have to give and everything we have to share. And we're just looking at each other a bit on the tired side but so energized, so, so full of that feeling when you're doing exactly what you know you're to be doing based on the why of your existence just brings me to the most beautiful, happy tears ever. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Well, I think we're about at our, our break here. So we're going to uh, take a few minutes off, and we'll be right back. So please stay with us to return to talking to Dr. Dream. Thank you. Discover Your Spiritual Gifts has readers available every day starting at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We offer 30-minute readings for $50 and 60-minute readings for $90. You can make an appointment or just stop on in for availability. Call ahead at 720-573-4275. Well, welcome back to the show. Thank you for listening, and we're going to talk to Dr. Green some more about his experiences. Dr. Dream, I know at one of the events, because I've attended several of your events, and I love your events, you talk about your friend and his experience with the bowl that kind of got you started on this journey. Can you share kind of that experience that he had with the bowls and what people can experience by using these bowls that may not think that they're as powerful as they are in healing and releasing and letting go and really connecting? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Originally, there was a gentleman that I met that came to one of my um, retreats up in Washington State, and uh, people could come in early and, and have an experience with me. And at that point, um, well, I'm known as a multiple modality holistic healing practitioner, and there's 17 or 18 different tools and modalities that I use, and Tibetan bowls were just one of them. And at that point, this was uh, five years ago or something, at that point, I was traveling with three <laughs> Tibetan healing bowls, a far cry from the between six and 800 that we travel with now. 
Um, but um, I, as a multiple modality uh, practitioner, um, people could come in and have a session. A gentleman came in and had a session. He was duly moved and his world was rocked. And within a couple months, he, he bought his own uh, Tibetan healing bowl from, from eBay. And it came directly from, um, from Kathmandu. He was in just a very deep um, process in his life. A lot of things were going on. And so he was really looking for something to help him expand beyond where he was at. And the bowl arrived, and uh, he was really in a tough state. His girlfriend had broken up with him. His dog was in the process of transitioning. And he had an hour and a half hour and 45 minute experience that night that, that literally just changed him. And, uh, he basically for an hour and 45 minutes put a bowl on his heart and it was, it was a heart bowl and he struck it with a mallet for, for almost two hours. And the level of realizations that he experienced were, was unbelievable to him. And, um, that's really how all of this, all of this started. I mean, it's a little more involved in the story, of course, but um, it all started because one person was introduced to the bulls, and then went off in that direction, and it really was a game changer for them. And um, and now here we are, uh, you know, in front of hundreds of people at a time and thousands and thousands of people a year. Um, you know, with the bowls and, and supporting uh, 1,500 bowl makers in two villages. And it's just interesting how, you know, where things can go when they're, um, you know, gently guided and, and nurtured. It is. It's really kind of a powerful story. And, you know, the other thing that I love about your story is you talk about, you know, I was never trained on how to use a bowl. I've just been guided intuitively. This is how I play them. And I know here in the space when people come in and they're, you know, they're attracted or they resonate with these different types of bowls, they're hesitant because they don't, they don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to play them. And it's really not that complicated. It doesn't have to be to really take these bowls and integrate them and use them and play them and, and do all that. It's really, we, we have, at any particular event between 60 and 200 bowls out for people to play with. Those aren't even the bowls we use for the experience. Those are literally the bowls that are looking to be adopted. And, and then people will stay an hour, hour and a half after the experience playing with the bowls and, and laying on the floor and putting the bowls on them and, and, and just, we we want people to play and and just kind of let go of the need to be perfect and kind of go back to the the inner four or five year old that just you know we'd pick up anything and play with it and and have fun with it. It didn't matter if it, we weren't doing it perfectly in air quotes or something like that. We were just having fun and we want people to have fun. By the way, um, a rubber mallet covered in felt and a a, um, a metal bowl you can't hurt these things. So there's, it's like you really can't even do anything wrong. There are things you can do to get a better sound, and that's what people pick up on within the first couple of minutes of, of holding a bowl. Um, we don't do the stick around the rim. These bowls are literally made as bells, and so we use a mallet, and it's, it's as easy as striking a gong. It's as easy as striking a bell. Um, so anyone can can play these bowls. We, we put a call out in all the communities we go to for angels. It's Dr. Dream and the Band of Angels. And the Band of Angels are people from the local community that we invite in to assist us. We can't play 333 bowls on our own. Actually, we need 44 people to assist us to play that many bowls. We can't, we, a 33 bowl event, we have four people um, as angels. And we train people from 8 to 80 years old. Um, some people we train to play the bowls, and some are oil angels or chocolate angels. But it's this beautiful opportunity for people to take the experience to, like, another level. You know, it's one thing to sit there and be a participant in the audience. 
it's a whole nother thing to get there two hours before, learn how to play the bowls, learn how we do the experience and and how all the energy works, and then to to be for the three hour experience to be a facilitator. Um, it's it's fascinating. I've had people travel six, seven hours driving to be an angel at our experiences. Um, it, it's that powerful of, of an experience. And so um, it really is fun what we get to do. And um, it's, it's, there's so many opportunities for people. Um, it, it really is um, a positive experience that, that we're fortunate to bring to communities all over the country. the beautiful places or interesting places that you've been able to go with these bowls and um, just to be able to reach out that, and touch people? Because I know you're constantly traveling and you're moving a little bit of everywhere. Uh, we love it that you come to town once a year, but I know that keeps expanding because I see you on Facebook and all these different places doing these events. Can you share with us some of the places you've been or where you're going or where you see this leading to? Well, we've come a long way uh, since January of 2010. And um, we go everywhere. I mean, you know, we literally will go anywhere that, that people want us to go. We are in a new city. In general, we're in a new city every three to seven days. And we do one to three events uh, every week. Um, it's, it's, it's wild. We pull a 40-foot, uh, we call it our sanctuary on wheels. It's a travel trailer. And um, so it's, for us, it's kind of the lap of luxury, Tempur-Pedic mattress, everything. It's what makes it possible to live this nomadic lifestyle. Um, and it works really well for both Stephanie and myself. Um, what we love is that when you're in a new city every three to five days, it's pretty easy to find something cool about that community, okay? Uh, some communities have, you know, a lot more going for it, but, but we always find something that we like. And we're there for sh such a short amount of time that, that it, it really is easy. We spend three months a year in Florida. And um, that's been kind of the new thing the last couple of years. And we really, really love Florida. We've had our, our largest um, audiences there, uh, 500, uh, for a solo event. We've done the event for 2,500 people out in uh, Joshua Tree in California. But uh, for a solo event that's just us, um, we've had our largest audiences there. We're now getting um, very large audiences in Texas. Um, but uh, we go all over. We, um, and, and that's what makes it fun. I mean, we're seeing this country and meeting people and having all these experiences. Funny, funny little story of how life on the road works when, when you, you live like we do. Um, you all wake up in the morning and you're in your home and you know exactly where you are. I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case. <laughs> um, I, I have a little issue with that today. <laughs> so for us, I wake up, there are mornings that I wake up and I know I'm in my home. All right. This is, we don't have another home anywhere. This, this is it. This is our, our sanctuary on wheels. I know I'm in my sanctuary on wheels, but there's a moment there. Sometimes it can last up to almost a minute where I'm not sure where I am. I'm not sure where I parked my home. <laughs> you know? Like you wake up in your home, you know where you are in Colorado, where, where your home is. I wake up in my home sometimes, and it happens more when we're um, driving somewhere. And so we're driving, spend the night, driving, spend the night, driving, spend the night. I wake up, and it takes me a little bit like, okay, where was our last city? And so where does that make this city we're in now? <laughs> but it's just an odd experience waking up in the morning and, being in familiar surroundings, like my favorite mattress and everything, but not quite being sure exactly where you parked it. <laughs> well, I love your story of your hot tub. Have you got a beautiful hot tub to use? Are you still using your hot tub? 
We are. There are times we use it more than others. Um, <clears throat> one of the big things for us in this lifestyle, um, I, I loved taking a, a bath. I love taking baths. And actually, um, when I was in the working world and working in the matrix and regular job, I'd take a, a bath every morning. I'd start, I'd take a shower every morning, but I'd start off in the bathtub and it was kind of like my meditative time. Just I'm most comfortable in water. And so, uh, we get in, I get into the, the RV lifestyle and unless you got about a $500,000 rig with a bathtub, you don't really find a bathtub out there. And so we don't have that type of rig. Um, and I found that, that we were really missing it. And so one of the things we were doing was we started staying at a Hampton Inn one night a month. We get the jacuzzi suite. And we would soak for like six or eight hours, Epsom salts, hot water, the whole thing. And um, soaking in water really is good. It nurtures the emotional body, the relationship body, both of which are 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 very important to us out here in this lifestyle. And we got to the point where it was like one night a month is not enough to be soaking. And we found a portable hot tub, soaking tub, hot soaking tub online. Um, and it sets up, I can have the whole thing set up in about an hour. And then it takes, it's a propane heating system. It takes two hours to heat up. We get it to about 100, 102. And then it's five foot across and um, deep. We dump a, a four or five pound bag of Dr. Teal's Epsom salts in there. And we soak for two hours. We We keep it in a 10 by 10 pop-up with the sidewalls so no one knows what we're doing um, it, because most places when we've had some of the RV parks know that it's a hot tub they ask us to take it down for liability reasons or something like that but um, so we got to the point where we would be soaking like 10 or 15 nights out of the month instead of just that one night and it's been it's been absolutely amazing for us because I mean a lot of the RV parks have jacuzzis and this and that but they're chlorinated and everything and and we we try and watch all of that um so yeah the traveling with the portable hot tub uh in this lifestyle is nothing feels quite uh more luxurious than that (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it i used to do a lot of corporate travel and we always aim for hotels if i had my way that had a spa or something, and, you know, we'd always joke, we'd land off the airplane, go check in, and then uh, we'd have Dave's soup because I'd be down in the hot tub soaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I I love it. I, You know, it, it's just an opportunity for me to, to get more grounded and everything. I'll tell you the other thing that we've done. Last December, we, we picked up a drone. So we've got one of these... Um, uh, drones with the nice camera and everything like that. Um, and we've got, uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a, I was a professional photographer for years, so photography is a natural for me. But after four, five, six hours of driving, pulling a 40-foot trailer with the big truck and just all that that entails, we'll get to an RV park, and if it's still nice enough outside and enough light, I'll go out there and put the drone up. And it completely just, it's like a reset for me. It's not driving. It's not being Dr. Dream. It's just, it's really me tapping into my inner child and um, getting high um, (laughs) in the air with the drone and um, just having an amazing time. And so it's these, because we live full time on the road and it isn't, it's not like, oh, we're doing a summer tour, so, you know, pedal to the metal and we'll sleep in Walmart parking lots and all this because it's our three-month tour and we're going to go full bore. We stay in RV parks every night. We like to get in at about 3 or 4 in the afternoon so we can set up, make a nice dinner, have a little bit of time, maybe go for a bike ride. Um, this is our life. And so life on the road for us, you know, we, we find the time and we make the time um, – to have fun and to have our own personal experiences also. It's just, um, I know the life on the road for some people, they hear this and they're like, Oh my God, I wouldn't want to do that for nothing. 
And for us, I know that one day we'll settle down and um, it will be in Colorado because we love it. And my daughter lives there now. <clears throat> but honestly, at this point, it wouldn't make any sense for us to get any land any in Colorado because we're just not ready to stop and and plant our ourselves for any amount of time. And um, and so we we continue to get an amazing response out there. Every place that that we do an event at wants to book us before we even leave the venue for the following year. And so that's always a good sign that uh, that we're we're doing right by the communities we're stopping in. Sounds like a w lot of wonderful opportunities you have. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are, are jealous of your your footloose and fancy free lifestyle. So, do you carry all these bowls in your RV also, or do you have a, a separate uh, support support vehicle? <laughs> so the travel trailer travel trailers are known for. Um, a small amount of storage space. So we've got a 40-foot travel trailer, and the closet is two feet wide by three feet tall. So it's we it's hard to call it a closet. It's uh, we each have a cupboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we had to get a Ram 3500. It's the one of the biggest uh, Dodge trucks. Not because our what we're towing is so heavy, it's because we've got up to 800 bowls in the payload in the back of the truck, um, underneath the camper shell, um, and so all the bowls are kept in the truck. So we are one um, very tight unit of the 40-foot trailer being pulled by this big um, Dodge Ram, and everything of ours is is here in these two vehicles. Now, sometimes, like uh, my daughter came out um, and visited us in San Francisco a few days ago, uh, and so we um, we got a storage unit <laughs> here in, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and because we have uh, two bedrooms, and, and so when we have people stay with us or we need the extra help and we have some people stay with us, um, we do end up needing to get a, a temporary storage unit just to, to, um, to be able to have enough room. But when it's just the two of us, we, we make our way. Um, we're looking to add uh, between four and six people to the tour full-time. Um, we won't be pulling the or making that happen until January. Exciting news. We're going to Nepal. We've never met our people there. We've never met the 1,500 bowl makers. We've never met Kumar, our, our, our man on the ground there. And so we're going to Nepal uh, for the first time. We're going to spend uh, three weeks uh, in Nepal. We're taking a five-week trip. I mean, can you believe it? Here we are, new city every three to five days and all this. And, and <laughs> the energetic of taking five weeks off without our comfort level, the truck, the trailer, and everything. We get so used to stuff. But it's wild, and we get to go over there, and we'll take a lot of videos and pictures, and we're um, pulling some projects together uh, for both communities. And so we'll have um, uh, extended information and, and uh, stories, um, and we'll get to to connect face-to-face um, -face with the the people's whose lives we're having a direct impact on. Yeah, I, I have a whole set. I have a, an octave of uh, the big bowls that I use in my healing work, and I like the the handmade bowls versus the machine made bowls. They they have their own characteristic on each each and every bowl. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the process of how they make those? I think it's fascinating. Yeah, it's really interesting to us. Um, our gentleman over there uh, takes terrible pictures, and, and truthfully, the only thing worse than his photos are his videos. And so <laughs> we've never had quite the, the clarity on exactly how it happens. Um, it looks like a very rudimentary process, but the bowls are all hand-hammered, and you can literally take your thumb and forefinger around the edge of the bowl and, and feel that. And it's a different, um, it's, it's not as smooth as a machine bowl. 
Um, the bowls are all made with a combination of metals. Traditionally, they say that it's a combination of seven metals, but it's an interesting energetic. Um, I don't know if you're all familiar with um, uh, the Mexican mole sauces. It's spelled M-O-L-E. And uh, every family, every grandmother in Mexico has their own version of their mole sauce. And they never tell anyone exactly what's in it. They'll say, oh, it has a little of this, a little of that. But they never, like the secret ingredient, they never say anything. And I kind of liken the bowls to that. Um, no, None of the villages ever say, oh, here's the exact formula of how we create the bowls and, and everything. But they do have their, we get a combination of metals. So so we know that of the 1,000 kilos, there there are several different metals in there. Um, the bowls are all master healing grade. And what master healing grade means is that when you strike the bowl on the side with a mallet, that it will resonate, that it will um, vibrate, make a sound for more than 45 seconds. And that's the, that's the widely accepted criteria of what makes a bowl master healing grade. So because of that, we know that not all bowls are master healing grade. The hand hammered bowls, um, tend to be more in in uh, master healing grade than the um, machine bowls. And we've had bowls that go for minutes, you know, not not just the 45 seconds, but literally minutes. We've had bowls big enough that you can stand in, and we strike it, and you just feel from your feet going all the way up to your crown um, the, the vibration and the resonance of, of the bowls. And so... Um, they really are very special. We've had um, been doing this for a while, and, and we've done a lot of bowls out there. People are, you know, people that love bowls come to our events, and they love to get our bowls. And so um, they really are, in, you know, just in comparison with what's out there, these are very special bowls. And when you think about it, I mean, we've been doing this now for a while. So these people are making these bowls knowing the arrangement, knowing um, that they're getting monthly payments from us. So all that energy is going into the bowls, all the goodwill, all the the things that we do for them and, and, and just how their role in this is to, to just stay at that level of making the finest bowls ever. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And so, yeah, our bowls are, are very special and, and people – as soon as they walk in, before we even play a bowl, people feel that energy. It's hard not to when you're in a room with between, you know, 60 and, and 500 bowls. Um, it's hard not to, to feel that energy all around you. But it really is, I believe, that, that, that these bowls are infused with the heart and the soul of, of these people. And we're all in such a beautiful interaction together that it just, from my perspective, raises the energy that's attached to these bowls. Oh, that's great. Well, this has been a fascinating discussion today. I think we're just about done. I, I want to thank you on behalf of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts for, for being our, our wonderful guest today. You, you've probably given people a lot of stuff to think about, and we certainly want to encourage all of our listeners to look for opportunities to come to your event. They're they're obviously uh, just a wonderful experience. I'll have to look for one because I haven't done it. I'll fess up, but uh, I'll make that uh, one of the things on my bucket list to, to come to your, your event. So I look forward to it. I love that you said that about bucket lists because we really, we call these bucket list experiences because people just don't have the opportunity to have an experience like this with this many bowls. And um, it's been a real pleasure to be uh, on the show here and and um we feel so fortunate to have been connected with all of you at discover your spiritual gifts and and it just keeps expanding for us and so um very much looking forward to uh, bringing our experience back to your location and people can find out a little more about us and our tour and the dates and everything by going to www.touroflove.com because we're truly presenting the tour of love all over this country. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, I think Violet had to step out, but uh, this has been a great show. And Jason, do you have anything? 
No, I just uh, one. I, I guess I do have one thing. Go check out the website, folks, and uh, see where that event is coming near you. Because if you haven't already experienced this, it's something that uh, that you owe it to yourself to to take part in. I, I don't like it when I'm not in town when Doctor Dream makes his way through. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Dream, thank you so much, man, for for being with us today and sharing your story and and uh, how, you know for all the great things that you're doing. I know you're living the cool lifestyle as a, as a result of it, but you're bringing a lot of joy and uh, a lot of benefit to a lot of people. So thank you for for committing to it and and pulling it off in such a great way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thank you to all our listeners. On our next show, we're going to have guest Pixie Engelhart. She's going to be talking about a number of things for healing and also uh, a lot of essential oils and blends that she makes that are very fascinating. So thank you for listening today. Please stay tuned. We're going to highlight several of our practitioners uh, following the show, and they have very short stories but very interesting stories. So thank you, and have a great week. Take care. Hi, I'm Joyce Gerald. I am a trance channel. I do individual readings, but what I really love to do is teach people how to channel. I've been teaching channeling for about 11 years. I kind of stumbled into the teaching part because I had a client who came to me who wanted to channel, and she said that the only way she could do it is if she was hypnotized because she was terrified. So I was channeling Archangel Metatron for her, and he turned the tables on her and had her start channeling for me. She was absolutely fantastic, one of the best people I've seen. When she was finished with it, she was in tears because it's the first time she'd been able to do it without being hypnotized first. Her guides had asked me if I would start a class to help support her so that she would be comfortable channeling around other people. And so I said, okay, I would teach channeling. So I did a little research and gathered several people to attend the first class. We were all very excited. So I said that she was supposed to bring me to the teaching part of what I do. I enjoy it immensely. Everyone channels in my classes. I have never had anyone who is unable to. uh, But anyone who came in with the intention and the desire always was able to channel. And it's a really fun class. I'll be teaching classes here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts beginning in March. I have two level one classes coming up and then a level two class. The level one class enables you to initially have those words come out of your mouth, but at that point, you're not really able to attain that space and just start on your own. And so level two is further refining and practicing. They're all really fun classes. You get to listen to everyone else channel. You get to ask questions of the others who are there. So it's it's a really fun thing to do. You can find the details on the classes at the discoveryourspiritualgifts.com website. They also have a meetup, and they've also put all of my classes on Eventbrite. Hi, this is Dave Barnett, better known as Dave the Mystic. I am a long-term aerospace engineer, but back in 1983, I had some events in my life that forced me to reconsider how reality works. I became involved in healing, channeling, meditation, and developing my psychic gifts. Over the years, I continued to work with these, and I had a wonderful opportunity in 2003 to take four years and really delve into all forms of healing, and along the way, other gifts showed up. I am now working at the center full-time, and I'm happy to offer work with past lives, with working with subconscious core beliefs. I do a lot of work with energy and entity clearing, and since I do this always long distance, I can do it all over the world. I also work with karma burning and with soul retrieval and soul splinter return. I'd be happy to work with you. Please feel free to give me a call here at the center, and we can set up an appointment. My direct phone number is 303-902-5323. Thank you and have a great day. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Melinda Wiemet. I'm just here to tell you guys a little bit about myself. My gifts emerged as a child. In my family, it wasn't really looked on as anything new or strange because there was a lot of people in my family that had the same gifts that I do. Grandmothers were scryers, and so mediumship is something that came naturally to me. The services I offer are I give mediumship readings and classes on metaphysics, also some classes on trance mediumship and healing. I'm available at DYSG, Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, uh, Monday through Friday and every other Saturday, 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. And on Friday evenings from 12 until 8 p.m. Discover Connection Awaken Sacredness